Hello and welcome to Vape Village, the podcast for the Victorian Association for the Teaching of English. My name's Ernest Price and I'm the Education Officer at Vape. We use this podcast to spark discussion and connection within our community. I'd like to pay my respects to the Wurundjeri and Boomerang people of the Kulin Nation. That is the land on which I'm recording today. I'd like to pay my respects to Elders past and present. For the next few episodes of the podcast, we're turning over the feed to a discussion of Vate's state conference. Coming up on October 3rd and 4th, the remote conference is themed because survival is insufficient. Of course, a quote taken from Emily St. John Mandel's Station 11, one of the VC English texts for this year, and a text whose time has certainly come. For the Saturday of State Conference, that's the 3rd of October, you'll be able to register for a series of live online workshops. I'm going to interview the hosts of those workshops to give you an indication of what issues will be explored. To start today, I spoke with Alex Bacalja from University of Melbourne and Emily Frawley, who is a teacher in Melbourne's Inner West and also Vade State President. Their workshop on Saturday the 3rd of October is entitled Beyonce and Briggs for the Postcolonial English Classroom. I spoke to them about the inspiration for the workshop and what you can expect if you attend. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of the Vape Village podcast. Um, For the next few weeks, we're going to be uh, speaking with some of the presenters for the upcoming Vape State Conference. The theme for this year's conference is taken from uh, the wonderful Station Eleven with the theme, Because Survival is Insufficient. On the Saturday of conference, you're going to have the chance to register for some live workshops that'll be covering a whole gamut of, I guess, the pressing issues in English education at the moment. And aside from the coronavirus, there is probably no more pressing issue in education than the impact of the Black Lives Matter movement on our teaching and learning, Uh, which is why I'm so excited to have Emily and Alex with us today. Emily Frawley, the Vate State President, Alex Bacadre from the University of Melbourne, who also holds several different positions within VATE and eight, So I'll, uh, I'll hold off the full bios today. Um, but their session for the Saturday of conference is entitled, and I'm going to read so I don't miss anything, Beyonce and Briggs for the Postcolonial English Classroom. There's a lot there already in uh, just that title. Uh, what was the inspiration for this session? Can I jump in first, maybe, because you mentioned um, the Black Lives Matter movement, and that's maybe a good starting point. I was actually talking to some students earlier today in one of my classes who are Muslim, and they stayed behind at the end of the Zoom to say, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement has been so huge this year. We've all been talking to ourselves, and we want to know what the school is actually doing to acknowledge it, and um, what you think about what we can do to get our voices in the curriculum more. And so I was really glad to be able to say, actually, we've been doing a lot of thinking about that already. We've been developing some new units of work to put into the English curriculum. Uh, So I think that's sort of part of what our, or the majority of what our uh, session is looking to do, to speak to those perspectives so that you are able to say to those students in your class that, yes, we're catering to your voices as well, or particularly if you're in a more, um, less multicultural school, that it's even more important that you're getting those perspectives to your students. Mm. And building on that, 
you know, there are so many opportunities to make connections to our students' everyday textual lives. And that's where the, the popular culture kind of references come from. You know, it's some of today's most popular musicians, um, poets, actors are exploring these themes around Black Lives Matter, um, Indigenous Australia, um, colonisation, decolonisation. And they're doing it in very rich, engaging and entertaining ways. And this becomes an opportunity for us to, to make some connections from the English curriculum and what it is that, that we want to do with the English curriculum and this aspect of, of our students' lives that matters to them. And so that's where we're kind of making that connection between popular culture, um, the English classroom as a, as a political ideological space, but also where we can, we can use ev evidence-based practices. You know, we can, we can develop teaching strategies that bridge those kind of free tensions. I love that idea of, I guess, the nexus between um, the, the context and the world that our students are living in. And, you know, Emily, that anecdote as well from, um, you know, the, the very real lived experience of our students who are calling for this change and the role they can play uh, in that curriculum. One of the things that I know um, a lot of teachers have talked to me um, about in the past, particularly when I was doing some work around Maxine Van Clark's foreign soil, um, was I guess a real anxiety, particularly from uh, white teachers who wanted to diversify the curriculum and wanted to ensure that there was representation and cultural diversity in the classroom, but were really anxious about, I guess, doing it right. Is that something that either of you have come across in your conversations with, with teachers? Yes, and I think if that is anyone listening to this session, podcast, whatever this is right now, then this is going to be the session for you. Uh, we're very much going to be focusing on both um, teaching those sorts of perspectives, but also teaching texts and putting recommendations, a lot of practical recommendations for um, lesson plans and units and text selection that are by authors who are people of colour. And Ernest, I'd agree there are a lot of anxieties around how to do this work because the, the themes, you know, associated with these movements um, can be so challenging. And so there's a concern from the perspective of teachers, you know, am I going to do this movement justice? And how can I bring a voice to this particular theme given I haven't experienced the issues of the particular um, groups of people have and I think that's what, what Emily said around the how is important you know, and here's a session where we can get into that the how you do this and what are some of the ways that that this can be done in a way that, that does justice to the ideas of the movement but also um, you know develop skills at the same time for students and I think you know we're talking about some really big concepts here and, and sort of some big end goals around decolonizing the curriculum for example but I think the emphasis you both just put I guess on taking the first step um, in our classrooms, in our faculties, in our schools, um, because it has those very real consequences to go back to what you started with, Emily, in terms of the students that we're working with um, every day. Um, is there anything else we can expect? Uh, people may know who Beyonce is. Well, I hope they do. Um, it's criminal if you don't. Um, what about Briggs? People might not have heard of Briggs previously. Uh, he's an Australian senator. Uh... Not in the legal sense, um, he, that's his Instagram handle. Uh, he's an Indigenous songwriter, lyricist, poet, who's um, very much involved in the political landscape of Australia as well. Um, I think it's interesting that we've flagged Beyonce and Briggs, not just for the alliterative connotations <laughs> there, but um, 
in the sense that they're both songwriters. Um, I'm particularly interested in sharing some strategies of working um, poetry in particular from black authors and ways of dealing with that. If we talk about um, teaching this sort of context as being contentious, I think a lot of nervousness is also associated with the teaching of poetry. So maybe we can bring the two of them together. Absolutely, absolutely. One accessible format. And I think that the huge connection um, between our First Nations writers, songwriters, um, playwrights that are starting to have a voice in our curriculum and in our, our text list, but um, certainly there's a lot of potential, particularly in that seven to 10 space, I think, to continue to diversify um, the kind of text we see, but also the connection then between um, First Nations people in Australia, other, other voices from people of colour in Australia, from migrant communities, and then also to um, the rich history of, um, I guess, literature and black literature in the United States as well. Fantastic. Yeah, and they're entertaining. For the seven to ten years as well, that the focus doesn't have to just be um, on the suffering that these communities have encountered, but that a lot of it can be quite joyful and positive and, and framed in terms of achievements and hopes for the future as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Project Lit, which is an, an awesome project um, looking at multicultural literature, particularly black voices in the United States has really been putting an emphasis on that exact issue lately that um, we need to make space for black joy um, in the American context, but obviously for that, that kind of, um, you know, true, true representation isn't about suffering and isn't about trauma um, and continuing to diversify that. Well, I'm excited. Okay. Um, I wish I was, I'm running a competing session, but I, I'm hopefully I will uh, be able to catch up afterwards with um, with what happens in this this session. So again, another plug, as both Alex and Emily have said, um, doesn't matter what stage you're at um, with this project of decolonizing your curriculum and really um, diversifying the voices in your classroom, come along to this session um, to be part of that conversation and to uh, pick up some additional strategies and ideas to inspire you for 2021. Um, so if you're interested in registering, you, of course, can go through all the usual channels through the VAPE website um, or have a look uh, for an e-bulletin in your inbox soon. Thank you so much, Emily and Alex, for joining me for yet another Zoom call on, uh, on a week undoubtedly filled with Zoom calls. Um, indeed, register for their session. Get involved. See you at the conference. See you there. Thank you again to Alex and Emily for their generosity in speaking with us today. Stay tuned to the podcast feed on the YouTube channel to hear more about some of the other sessions on offer on Saturday, October the 3rd for Vate State Conference. Make sure that you register soon. There's a full program over the Saturday and Sunday. The Sunday program includes access to a bank of amazing recorded professional learning sessions. Jump online for more information. As always, please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast on your provider and connect with us on social media or through email. My email address is educationofficer at vate.org.au. Thank you so much for listening and stay safe.